Oh yeah. What up? Oh yeah. Good morning, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to another issue of That's Canon. That's Canon brought to you by FranklinArmstrong.com, Franklin Armstrong Collective, in conjunction with Squared-Idea.com. I am Brian Doc Holiday and my Geektastic Cypher co-host, Dave Toby. Well, you don't host Geektastic Cypher. Uh, sorry. It's morning. It's morning. Well, everyone, when, whoever's listening to this might not be morning, but for me, it's morning. It's super I'm, early for I'm, I'm, uh, He was a guest host at one point, so I guess true. he had to say it. One time. It's just because he says it, I'm just like, wait, no, let Toby talk. Yeah, no, rough. Mulligan, can we start over? <laughs> uh, Toby. Toby. <laughs> oh, if anything, yeah, I can just cut all of this out, and then we'll just go, eh. oh, Nash, no, because the bet music bed playing. So there you go, oh, folks. You. you get to hear uh, the blunders on this one. Well, I mean, we, the... yeah, we, we keep it real. We keep Bo- it real. Bloopers included. So, uh, Tobes, how you been? Oh, man, I'm good, man. Freaking tired as hell right now, but real good. It's yeah, been it's... a good, like a good recoup week. <laughs> and it's been uh, it's been kind of like all over the place for the past two, three weeks. So it's kind of nice to kind of get a little downtime. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And Dave, yeah. I'll let you introduce. Uh, well, I'm Dave from Squared Idea, co-writer of uh, Trinity, uh, part of the local uh, or independent Montreal comic book scene. Uh, we also have uh, Fathom that's been released by Michael Wilcox, uh, and we have a few other projects. Fathom is a new comic book you guys put out. And then we also have we have a few more coming up, but I don't know what time or date this is coming out, so I don't know if I necessarily am supposed to say names. So no, just there's, give, there's well, more to come. Just give the website tell people anything? where to check because by now all the stuff's on the website. Yeah, that's right. So it's squared-idea.com, and you can also find us at uh, Facebook, Instagrams bunch of other places just 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 search around search around what's you have anything coming out in uh, conjunction with uh comic comic-con like a release you know exclusive yeah it's true it's true well, we, well i mean this is gonna be aired so yeah this is gonna be way after comic-con well you know <laughs> what go to montreal comic-con we'll be there because i guarantee we're gonna like snag a spot every year now because now we get to like pre-order you yeah get, you get wait. to reserve for next year exactly so we'll, we'll be around just go, just go to montreal comic-con we'll be there and uh if you guys did go to montreal comic-con you probably saw myself and skinny from Franklin Armstrong, because we, well, I got media accreditation. I think uh, Skinny's just waiting to hear from them, awesome. too. So we're going to be there repping. Uh, we're going to be doing a special, a few specials for Geektastic Cypher. One on the 27th, we're going to do a Comic-Con segment. And then on the 4th, the 4th, we're going to be doing another one. And then, uh, if I'm not mistaken, we're also going to be doing kind of small snippet segments each day after. So like the 6th, the 7th, the 8th. Yeah, yeah. Oh, that's cool. Good. We're all going to be released on Franklin Armstrong. So even if you missed it, just go back on our website and uh, give her a listen. It's all there, kids. Geek out with us. This week, we are going to be discussing the title off of Icon Comics, a subsidiary of Marvel, their independent comic label, if, any, if you uh, are looking for a title. This is called Empress. Empress runs from issues... Uh, well, if anything, it's Empress Book 1. It runs issues 1 through 7. It's from Icon, as mentioned. It's written by Mark Millar and pencil on art by Stuart Eimanen. Who, if I'm not mistaken, is Canadian. But I should double check that. Stuart Eimanen, eh? Yeah. I think he's like Swedish or something. Eimanen. Oh, his name might be, but I've met him a few times. And from what I understood, he's oh, he, 
He's what? So he's Canadian. He's just uh, he's just Swedish uh, origin, I guess, right? Yeah, let's look it up. Uh, let's take a look. I'll let you look it up while I give people the beginning of the elevator pitch. This is straight from Icon themselves. Now, this is uh, an interesting one as they wrote it. Let's see if I can do this in one take, folks. <coughs> la, 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 la. <laughs> Before you start, he is Finnish from okay. Canada. Oh, yeah. He's Finnish descent, but Canadian? Okay, there you go. So let's try this, kids. The elevator pitch for Empress 2016. Mark Millar, Stuart Imanen, 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 Menomenon. Anyways, okay. <laughs> Imagine you're married to the worst bad guy from your favorite sci-fi movie. An alien dictator feared throughout the universe who will kill you if you leave. But you need to escape for the sake of your three children. That's the life of Queen Emporia. All she has is her wits, her bodyguard, and three guns to get her kids across the galaxy. And her husband Morax's forces are in hot pursuit. Easy, right? Their desperate race for their lives will take them through interplanetary war zones, across dead worlds, and into the path of monstrous beasts. Danger piles upon danger when slaver circles and tribal priestess thirst for a blood sacrifice. All the while, Morax executes anyone and everyone in his way. Welcome to Empress, your new favorite comic. Okay, I have a problem with the beginning of it. Wait, wait, wait. That's a a a... wait, wait is this a review? Because you're supposed to do your elevator pitch. It... It's not a review. It's not a review. It's a, I mean, it's elevator pitch first, then do your elevator pitch. Let's do okay. this all in the review. I, I, I'll, I'll let Dave go with his elevator pitch first, then. Uh, okay. Um, uh, how would I even say already it? ready to uh, take it down? This one, you know, like he's like, I got a problem. I'm, I'm, I'm just curious where he's going with that. It's throwing me off. Save it, save um, it, save it. Okay, so. I will say, uh, if I was going, I'd be like, imagine you have the worst ex in the world, abusive ex. And you want to get away with it, uh, get, get away from him. But he's a crazy bitch, and he's gonna always—he's always gonna track you down. Yeah. So you need your right hand man to try and take him out along the way as you trying to escape. Okay. This this inter an intergalactic escape or chase. <laughs> that's that's it. Okay. Okay. How about how about, how about this? Pitch. How about this? Imagine a world where you're married to someone like say Kim Jong Un. Oh God. Or someone. <laughs> Oh or someone, God. or someone, or someone like Vladimir Putin, or just some other, <laughs> some dictator where he can do whatever Mussolini. he wants. Yeah, he can do whatever he wants to try to get you back, and Donald no matter Trump. where you hide, everyone is literally sending him back information. So no matter where you go, yeah. within the few seconds you're spotted, and he's there waiting, he's on his way to come get you. So this whole comic book series is just about you being on the run with your kids and it's non-stop it's a thrill ride and there's guns there's shooting there's aliens there's literally tons of planets that you only stay on for like two minutes yeah. because you have to get in two seconds um and also at the same time think of saga there's a little bit of saga <laughs> uh so i would say my elevator pitch is imagine thor not thor sorry hulk from planet hulk if he became an angry dictator and took a wife and this and she ran away and Thor was running around. Not Thor. Why do I keep saying Thor? Because Planet Pla Ragnarok really messed up that perspective for me. All of it. Imagine Hulk, an angry version of Hulk running around space with like savage beast mentality 
and then mix that with a little bit of saga so yeah i would say that take a little bit of saga and take a planet hulk who's turned bad instead of good actually if anything instead of hulk take the leader that was there before hulk because if you read planet hulk and you know that hulk is there there was actually another dictator who was there before him and that guy was a horrible monster so imagine that guy and mix that with saga and go on a space adventure oh and throw in a poor man's han solo and there you go I was actually going to say, I'll do a revised pitch very, very quick. Okay. Imagine Darth Vader and uh, Princess Palpatine, but instead of her dying, she just realized he was a horrible person. And wait, went... Princess Palpatine? Wait, no. Is it, wait, what's her name? I'm mixing up the names. Pa- are you talking about Padme? Padme, sorry. Oh. Again, morning. Uh, but so that... imagine, okay, imagine okay. like she didn't die <laughs> and she's like, wait, you're a horrible person. I'm out. I'm taking like our kids and bouncing. And then oh. like, he's trying to chase, get her back home. That, but like... like, Anna, like... Like Anakin, I yeah, guess you like just Anakin, Anakin. Yeah, like Anakin. Oh, Anakin. Yeah. Like you know, Anakin yeah, yeah. is like what you left. I want you back. I want the kids back. I think if anything, that's probably a more apt description because because exactly. Anakin does have the Empire at his disposal, and we've seen yeah. in what uh, Star Wars Force Awakens that they do send back information. Yeah. Like people will spy and send information for them. Oh. So yeah, okay. That's when he kills one. all the sand people because he, they realize he kills his mom and stuff. So you see like that type of... That was a metaphor for a colored he's people, that, by he's, the way. He's, that's he's awesome. that was a, that's oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Why do you do that? Me. Was, uh, I'm not the token... I'm the token white guy. I'm not saying, know that already. I'm not saying We've had that, enough episodes. I'm not <laughs> saying that you're su- like supporting that. I'm just saying whoever wrote that scene was messed up because these sand people get murdered by the blue-eyed, blonde-haired guy because he's angry. So instead of just killing the one bad sand person, he murders an entire village. Does that not sound like history in this world we live in? little political, but... You, yeah, you, you, also mentioned, uh, you also mentioned the poor man's Han Solo, but there's also a poor man's Lando in this. Yeah, there oh, is. Oh, yes. And he's short. He's so, so short. Well, he's Super. a little person. I actually like yeah, that, that, but... they threw a, that, that they threw in a little person. Because there's like... Have you ever read a comic book with a little person? Yeah. You no, have? No, no, well, no. Well, no. Other 20... than Puck in... in oh, can... other than Puck. Like, how can you say that? I was, uh, no, but that's what I'm saying. Puck's this. the only one I can think of. Still counts. Oh, okay, okay. So the one little person that well, Marvel no, allows to exist well, in an entire world. And my girlfriend, my girlfriend came up behind me and she's like, why is a little per is it? She's like, is that a little person? I was like, yeah, she's like, I'm reading, turning a few pages. And she's like, how come the only little person in this is black? <laughs> <laughs> I was like, hey, listen, I don't I don't know. Um, usually there aren't little people in comics, so I guess that's an advancement. Yeah. But at the same time, yeah, you're right. Why is the only little Mixoplex? person? Why isn't why isn't the bodyguard? Mixoplex black? isn't a little person. He's yeah, from he a is. planet where they're all that size. That's yeah. not a little... now who's racist. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, okay, that's fair. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that's like that's like saying, yeah, okay, okay. That's fair. That's fair. They're all little people, Brian. Why is that a problem? Okay, you got me there. <laughs> all this to say the comic is interesting. We're gonna definitely have a lot to talk about when we get to the review section, but first we're starting it off with judgment call. Dave, do you wanna tell the people what judgment call is? Judgment Call. Oh, Tobes, hit them. Yeah, for sure. Hit them, Toby. Judgment Call. This is a segment where one of us will be the judge, and two of us will go head to head, one character in hand, 
defending our characters to the bitter end. And then once we've done making a case for each of our characters, we actually will take some time, just like in court, to tear down the other person's argument, the other person's, um, I guess, defendant. You're both kind of defendants at the beginning, and then afterwards you turn into prosecutors anyway. Yeah. Um, and once that's done, I will be judge, jury, and pretty much executioner <laughs> uh, at the end of um, So today we have Doc and Dave going head-to-head with their characters. I believe Doc is currently picking his character as usual from his giant encyclopedia of superheroes and villains and dave seems to be ready as usual with his characters in hand and notes as usual (laughs) so i I let dave not good at improvising um uh, do you want to put the timer on your screen or you want me to keep the timer uh you can keep the timer but i'll also put one up here and just so that we have uh Perfect, and I will tell you when to go, Dave, in three, two, one. All right, so I'll be choosing uh, Quentin Quire slash Kid Omega. He's from uh, the Marvel U. He's, uh, he was a student at the Xavier School uh, underneath Wolverine's uh, reign as the, uh, the headmaster. He's a Omega-level mutant with psionic powers, telepathy, telekinesis, superhuman intellect, and he uh, also is able to create weaponry uh, weapons like Psylocke. His weapon of choice is creating a psionic shotgun. Uh, he's just a very interesting student. Uh, he's still uh, depicted as a younger uh, person right now, uh, later teens, early uh, 20s maybe. Uh, he dances the line of superhero and terrorist, uh, basically throughout his career. Uh, he's always been propelled uh, in situations where he does good, where at the same time he's uh, torn about uh, being uh, an evildoer. Uh, he feels like that's like his his mantra that, he, that he's always destined to be this. However, he's always affiliated with the X Men and eventually always turns good. Although he's done tons of terrorist acts, so it's interesting to see a character that's conflicted. Um. He has a lot of a lot underneath his belt for someone who's not really had much of time in the spotlight, so to speak. Uh, some of this includes uh, helping the Xavier School uh, gain money by uh, scamming a prison. Oh, sorry, scamming a prison, scamming a, a space casino. I was reading too many notes at the same time. Uh, he also uh, helps uh, the X Men by um, taming uh, Krakoa and making it uh, their uh, security system at the school. Uh, he's uh, infiltrated the Hellfire Club in order to save uh, his fellow students. Uh, eventually, graduates from the Xavier School uh, to become uh, independently wealthy, and even becomes the new White King of the Hellfire Club, where he kind of again makes the Hellfire Club kind of good, kind of bad. Uh, the reason why I'm really interested in this character is because you eventually he sees a future version of himself where you see that he's he has the Phoenix Force in him. Uh, to be honest, to sum this character up, he's basically a mix of Jean Grey uh, in the sense that he has uh, the Phoenix Force and Professor X because he has the Omega-level uh, psionic uh, telepathy. Uh, he's also a mixture of Cyclops and Magneto because he'll never leave a student behind. However, he'll always do what he needs to do to get the job done. And the last point is that he was made by Grant Morrison and Grant Morrison, anything that he makes and anything he touches is, well, frankly, gold. He's not really done much that's bad and... Uh, He's a character that I feel that he he's the future of X-Men. I really feel like he's going to be the new leader at one point in time, or at least a very mainstay character, such as like a Jean or a, a Professor X. Uh, he is the the the, the Jean Grey or uh, Professor X of the future. That's all I'll say. 
short. Hmm. Okay. Oh, well, not that short. It was two minutes and 50 seconds. <laughs> I usually right. go beyond. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. Okay. Not a bad, not a bad case. Kid Omega. Interesting. All right, Doc, you ready? Yep. And go. Hey, everybody. Today, I'm going to be talking about a doctor, someone who is important, someone who's helped minds, someone who's healed minds, someone who's helped save the world, not by force, but by helping guide the minds of broken people. I'm talking about Doc Samson, a psychiatrist in the Marvel Universe who's been known to help someone like the Hulk and has appeared in other situations with the Thunderbolts and such other characters. Now, one of the reasons I feel Doc Samson is important is because we are in an era of comic books where the story of power and OP characters has been done to death. It has. OP characters are, you know, a dime a dozen these days. Characters are just being written with insane amount of power. There's no limits to them anymore. They just keep tacking onto them. And, you know, you know some kids might be even made to be almighty beings that take over an entire world in the future and you might need someone to level that out like a psychiatrist someone who can talk to them someone who can make them realize their potential and someone who can try and if anything curb those evil tendencies that a character might have and doc samson is that type of character the advantage of a character like him is he can touch on a lot of different aspects of the universe one of the one of the things that he could do is you could have, and I, I don't know if you guys have seen this, but they have some TV, TV series where you have a psychiatrist and he talks to their patients and so on and so forth. He could, You could have a comic book where it's literally like damage control. It's the behind-the-scenes aspects of how the heroes are broken and react to some of the pain and some of the things that they deal with in these worlds. You're talking about characters who face real hardships, losing friends, dying themselves, coming back to life, dealing with a universe that they're not used to, going into space, almost dying on a regular basis. But there's never any addressing mental health. And this is the type of character who can deal with mental health. But let us not forget, he's also incredibly powerful. The guy has fought the Hulk, he's fought many other characters, and I'm not saying he fights them to a standstill, but the fight, the fact that he can even jump in the ring with them goes to show that he has the potential as a character to do some very interesting things. I think that if you're going to try and write a story about someone who can help address mental health in the, any universe, Marvel, DC, Image, it doesn't matter, Doc Samson is the type of character that I would want to see get written more about because that's the type of thing we need now. In a world where we are starting to address mental health more, we might need a comic book where we need mental health to be addressed in a different way. And doing it with a character like Doc Samson, addressing it with someone like Bruce Banner directly, and not just doing it as a panel in a story, but full stories themselves could help people in the long term. And as much as it might not be the most fun to read, it could be the one that actually saves lives and not just in fighting Galactus, but actually saving real lives in the real world. There you go, guys. That's my beautiful pitch Ooh. for Doc Samson. You have such a Three, pitching voice. Six, it's not fair. <laughs> two minutes and 54 seconds. Man, that was a pretty good uh, statement from both of you. This guy's been up as, for as, hours as, prepping for this. <laughs> <laughs> we stayed up for hours. It's too early in the morning. Maybe we should start moving these a little later so you can... <laughs> Become fresh brained. These people um, have to just wake up and get in front of their computer. I'm the one who has to travel for this <laughs> shit. <laughs> no, I'm just um, okay. Okay. First person to tear down the other person's argument. I'm gonna say Doc. All right. You go first. So, uh, sorry. What was your character's name again? 
Quentin Charles Xavier Jr., <laughs> Phoenix Jr., Quentin Quality Control Mentally Broken Kid who has too much potential but not sure how to use it. So I'm going to answer it. It's, it's oh, called The Future. Uh, yeah, yeah. So um, a kid who is basing himself on a future idea, something that we already know is never a good idea in the Marvel Universe because time is not linear. So to make the decisions that might lead to the actions is already a dangerous way to play the game. And he's also one of the snottiest kids you've ever seen. If you read the comic book, he's outright disgustingly annoying. Um, when Cyclops says to Wolverine in a comic book once, one day these kids will wear a t-shirt that says Cyclops was right. The only kid who ever do that was Quentin. He's the type of kid that thinks by any means necessary means it's okay to be a jerk and rude and disgusting and disrespectful and put other people's lives at risk. Sure, he'll step up when he has to. I will give him credit where credit's due, but he only does that when he thinks it's for the betterment of who he is as a character and not for the general purpose of saving lives. That's all I got to say on that kid. That's right on time. Man, okay. <laughs> That's rough. Um, Dave, I don't know what you got, but you got to come out swinging here. Ready? All right, I'm getting it. <laughs> <laughs> And go. Uh, so he had uh, watered down uh, Gamma Kool Aid. That's what your character's about, you know. Mm. Like he can't, he can't hold. Like sure, he's gone to fights, and he's not won those fights. He's been beaten to the ground. So not someone I really want to. Not not a role model for me. Not not a role model. I don't really want to read about the the loser. Uh, second of all, um, you know, uh, there. You know, I'll give you the psychology thing. That's really cool. But like, you know. When I think about like TV shows and things I liked, like that person was really, really annoying. I don't, I don't read Harley Quinn for when she's Harley Quinn Zell. I read it for when she's a psychopath. Uh, Sopranos, everyone wanted that stupid psychiatrist bitch to die. Um, same with well, any with Flash. Even with Flash, they have a, like him going to relationship counseling in the new version, and that sucks. Which is the same type of suck that what Samson, whatever his name, Samson. You know, he's actually named after the half baked character who sells weed. I don't really care about this guy. Not down. It's boring. And, right. and, that, and that long green hair. I mean, come on. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Okay. <laughs> long. <laughs> the long green hair. All right. That was so, a very good insult, sir. <laughs> again, people don't understand. It's boring. It's, I'm so thrown off. It sucks. <laughs> so, Kid Omega is an interesting character. Um, I agree that he probably is the future of the X-Men based on the fact that they legit gave him everything <laughs> in terms of ability and almost he's almost invulnerable. And you could also see cracks in his personality at times, which makes me doubt that he's the future because it's very possible he could turn into this sort of Thanos-like character. The sort of like, you know, I'm doing this for the greater good of my people, but end up doing the wrong thing. A, because he's also so young with so much power. Absolute power corrupts absolutely, absolutely. at times, mm -hmm. right? Uh, but he is a pretty interesting character. There are moments where, you know, you, you and, and, it's, and that's what makes him interesting is the fact that you actually do maybe, will he turn bad? Will he be good? Because there's a moment, I think, and I forget which issue now or which run, uh, he's obsessed with one of the Stepford Cuckoos, right? Yeah. Uh, Emma Frost's little, little band of women there. Um, and they're, they all feel sort of uneasy around him at certain points because there's something about him they can't quite put their finger on. But Emma Frost kind of dismisses it as 
um, academic rivalry, if just to put it in layman's terms. So she kind of ignores that, which to me, I'm like, well, I mean, why would you? You're a psychic. You should be able to, yeah. you should want to like dig into why your other psychic ladies have an uneasy feeling about this kid, you know? But anyway, I'm sure that'll reveal itself at some point. Uh, with Doc Samson, this is pretty interesting. I kind of like that angle. I like that idea of the broken superheroes having someone to fall back on because all we ever see is how invulnerable they are mm. and how, you know, things like, yeah, I would have nightmares if I have to deal with these things on a constant basis. And I don't know, maybe I would think differently if I had powers, but just coming from from a human perspective, mm. it would be kind of nice. And there's also a little bit of a background. He does he doesn't just do that. He also actually is involved in the fight himself. Mm -hmm. Himself, um, As you know, he was able to take over the Hulk, uh, cure the Hulk for for time being with his, I forget what the na name of the ray is now, but he created some ray that was able to kind of like remove the Hulk's powers, but also transfer it to himself, absorb it. So he actually did have some gamma powers. Yeah. Um, <laughs> he's and, trying to heal Betty Ross and he then- Right, which, which, which he did. After he cured Betty and he also already cured Banner, she started to fall for Doc Samson. And Banner sees this and he's like, crap, this guy comes in and swoops <laughs> in and takes my woman. I want my powers back. So he goes and gets himself again uh, radiated by gamma rays so he can get his hawk powers back. And then Doc Samson, also armed with um, gamma ray powers, now faces off with the Hulk. Mm. And they go head to head, which, as you mentioned before, um, Dave, uh, Doc loses um, to the Hulk. Sadly. But much to <laughs> Banner and Hulk's chagrin, uh, Betty actually sympathizes and <laughs> with <laughs> Doc in this, and she still stays in love with him. So there's a little bit, there's some rich history there, and it's a more grounded story. There's, I could see a lot more brokenness, which is why a lot of shows are, I feel the shows that are coming out nowadays are succeeding, like Legion. And impulse, mm -hmm. uh, and dagger. When people actually relate more, when people aren't so OP, and there's always a constant sense of danger. With Kid, with Kid Omega, we're probably better off with an animated series. And with this sort of Doc Samson and Hulk and and sort of, and <clears throat> situation, I can see this playing out in real life. So unfortunately for you, Dave, I am going with. Doc Sam. I feel yeah. I feel like Brian should be minus one because no one can see this, but he's like manipulating the environment around whoa, me. Whoa, whoa, he's like whoa, laughing whoa, in my face whoa, this whole time, doing these poses. Oh, and whoa, whoa. Me, you may as well have like he's glasses not. on and be like tilting them down, like looking <laughs> at me, like all like mm -hmm. Listen, I, I made a case. I even made a case for both of you. Yeah. I actually agree that Kid Omega's story would uh, be interesting. Oh, I, I, if I did have to pick one, which is the case, and unfortunately for you, I you just keep going against someone that seems a little bit more interesting than who you pick. I, I respect the decision. I don't respect <laughs> Brian's <laughs> tactics. <laughs> uh, for the well, listeners, gets, gets me he here was, early in the he morning, was, uh, is doing all these weird poses while I'm talking. <laughs> For the he listeners. Was, uh, he was snickering while I was making my case. Yeah, but that's we okay. were all snickering. <laughs> that's true. That's true. It's because he knew he knew where it was headed. The only the reason I snickered is because, like, there were points I wanted to make that I didn't get to, and you were literally making them as you were passing. I know. Me. I know. I made I made points for both of you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no. I know. It's <laughs> just it was just great to hear, like, you know, all the things that I wanted, uh, all the things I was just like, man, I wish I'd said this, and then you're like, and then he did. I was like, excellent. <laughs> Thank you, just Your giving, Honor. Just giving, just giving 
giving our listeners more in depth uh, because they might not know about these two characters. Yeah. And as always, when we're done with these two characters, guys, go out and look them yeah, up, read yeah, their read yeah. their issues and runs, and make that decision for yourself. But yeah. for today, the winner because we do have to pick one. Yeah. Is Doc Holiday for Doc Samson, yeah. and our cannon fodder unfortunately today is Dave <laughs> and Kid Omega green hair Fabio over there <laughs> over here. that's what I should have said yeah. if I would have this would have been an hour later <laughs> that would have been a good line actually yeah the, right. yeah yeah Okay, yeah, actually, the, that was good. Thank you. That was fun. Uh, so we're going to get back into it, into our next segment. This one is called The Review. Guys, we're going to be talking about, once again, Empress, written by Mark Millar and art by Stuart Eminen uh, from 2006. It is a seven-issue run that includes the characters of Emporia. She is the queen. King Morax, who is the kind of space dictator. Their kids, um, Adam, Ain, and Puck. And then you have Dame Havelock. Emphasis on the dictator. Oh. Um, <laughs> and then we get introduced to uh, Tor Blinder who, uh, later on, who is the, um, what were you saying? Poor man's Lando Calrissian. <laughs> I don't know. He's a, he's a techno uh, kinesis. T- that's pretty cool. Is he, though? He is. is. he, though? Because we only get to see that, like, At the light. later. <laughs> yeah. And his and his techno technokinesis is limited to ancient technology. Yeah, that's true. So I'm not sure how relevant to useful <laughs> he would be in a modern world to me. He got super lucky in one of those scenes. Yeah, only because um, they were cheap and didn't upgrade their ships did he have the advantage, which yeah, is pretty funny. Yeah, so... I don't need him. I would prefer Puck on my team. <laughs> like the baby? <laughs> the baby? Not sorry, not Puck. Uh, what's his name? The the older, oh, the middle child. Yeah, Adam, Adam yeah, the middle yeah. child, because he's super smart and he yeah, can yeah. literally he can turn anything leave down. any leave any tech around him. He's Rocket Raccoon. Yeah. Yes, it's yes. true. That's true. <laughs> okay, so we'll start off by explaining a little bit. Uh, so we, I mean, we already said it in our kind of elevator pitch, but the story is about King Morax. He's an emperor, and I will say this: one of the things I like about this, and Toby, I think you'll agree, we don't get an origin story here. I mean, yeah. we don't. It doesn't start off with us no. being like, okay, so who is this king, this dictator? Where does he come from? What's his backstory? What's her backstory? What's Dave Havelock's backstory? You don't get that. It kind of, it literally starts with an execution in honor, you know, dedicated to the queen. And my favorite moment in issue one, like her first line, it's like, like the king turns to her and says, for you, my queen. And she goes, thank you, husband. And then turns to her bodyguard and just like, we need to get out of here. <laughs> yes. And that is and like I the best. That. Yeah. I love that. The, you, you made the point. And I think we're going to keep making this until it becomes the norm with the whole origin story thing. Yeah. Just drop me in the world and mm-hmm. let my imagination run wild. Yeah. Let yeah. me make up for myself. Oh, man, how did they get here? I wonder what happened. Yeah. Oh, but this is crazy. I want to see where this goes. And then once this story is done, once this run is done, if the audience actually wants a prequel and yeah. wants to know more about one character, then you can go back and make me a prequel. Yeah. But I don't need the original story to be an origin story. Yeah. No. Yeah, yeah. Does that make sense? And it actually helps Good. that this one, I mean, not to spoil the end because we're going to get to it, but it helps a lot that you don't have the origin here. No. You the actually reveal, The reveals come as the story runs, yeah. right? Well, so yeah. you actually do learn as you go. Well, it's like it's it's a reverse. It's it's a reverse, the, the origin kind story of. in this to a certain degree. Not to spoil it too much there, mm-hmm. but like with how the ending goes. And I agree, being thrown into the mix. But the thing is, the thing about what uh mark does well it and it's it, this is something that you always have to take into consideration when you're trying to go um like wheels turning the second you you hit hit the floor running type of thing 
is you have to make it both intriguingly okay it's like because <clears throat> excuse me when you start off it's like it's an execution so right away you got the 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 um the reader's attention yeah true but it's it's how the interactions go it's how you kind of like um actions actions are always louder than words and i find the actions that happen especially in the first two issues it's like you learn a lot about people just by how they're reacting like right away the second you 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 heard the daughter talk you're like okay you're a badass but you're clearly also a little shit like i got that like right away yeah when we were t- when when she was yeah. talking to her mom for the she's, first time yeah she's she's well she's a teenager yeah. and they really exactly. do do the job of being like she's a teenager I don't know if she's daddy's little girl, but she definitely has a strong connection to her father and also the religion because there's a religion that they practice yeah. and the father is, I guess, actually like when I say father, I mean King Morax is actually a practitioner. She follows in his footsteps. She is the heir apparent to the throne. Mm. And, you know, so there's a lot of factors as to why it's in her interest to want to stay close to her father. Mm-hmm. But at the same yeah. time. Sorry, go ahead. And she doesn't hate, and she doesn't hate her mom. She, funny enough, because of how she's feeling and her whole like, she's again, she's a hair apparent to the throne. She, um, she has a destiny. She has a future already planned out for her, and you can see that she actually wants that. Yeah. But at the same time, she actually loves her mom because she listens to her mom until it becomes apparent that maybe her mom's interests are not quite exactly where they are. Yeah. Her mom's interests are not quite exactly for the kids. It might be more of a personal um, um, sort of vendetta, I guess. Yeah, it's sort of a personal thing for the mom and not necessarily for the kids, yeah. which is how the mom, pers- you know, she tells them, oh, it's for you guys. And then uh, I'm not running away with the butt. Oh, by the way, <clears throat> Just to go back at the beginning, because yeah, we're kind yeah, of yeah, skipping yeah. ahead here. Uh, this starts out with King Morax in sort of a gladiator scene. Uh, he's overlooking uh, three prisoners that they have, and he's telling them, hey, you have a choice. You can either fight me in this gladiator circle, or you can fight the beast. And of course, people obviously, because <laughs> yeah. they're so scared of the king, they're like, no, sir, I would not rather fight you. I would rather fight the beast. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I- I'm sorry, but if I know I'm already going to die, I'd probably take my chance with the king and not a beast, like a monster. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Would you rather fight a human or a lion? Yeah, I'd rather exactly. try with a human, yeah, guys. Basically, like, <laughs> So as this is going on in the gladiator arena, we skip to uh, Queen Emporia, who is getting dressed by her maids, and she says, literally, I can't have my kids growing up with this madness. Yeah. We need to get out of here now. This is our chance. And she's speaking to her bodyguard, who, um, going back to my explanation uh, of earlier, is the daughter is like, well, are you leaving for us or are you trying to just run away with your lover? Yeah. And the mom is like, well, no, I'm doing it for you. And then she is doing it for the kids, but she also didn't admit that, yeah, there is something there with my buddy yeah. that we should get to find out later. I mean, and that's kind of... At first, I really did think that he, Dave, like, well, his Havelock, um, mm-hmm. which, by the way, I don't know if you guys caught on, but as you read through the whole story, they continuously make references to how lucky this guy is. And his name is like have luck. And I figured it was like, it's like a reference to like, he has luck. Like they didn't didn't make that connection. Yeah. Cause it's only when I was writing it out earlier today that I was like, Oh, have luck. Okay. I get that because every time. Yeah. He's just like, I, I mean, at one point in the, in the story, 
one of the like someone says to him we sent x many men because we've heard how lucky how well you seem to get out of these types of situations and it seemed like it was worth it to have this many men to try and capture you mm. and then another scene he takes on like 28 ro like robot guards well there's one one of them he infiltrates a base like by himself and they're, <laughs> and they're like timing it they're like so how much nah, you know, give him another 30 seconds and we can start walking <laughs> yeah. in and we'll just walk in and they're like what we're good. We're yeah, good. We're yeah. good. He's just, just let him do his thing. <laughs> so yeah, that's the thing. So with so back to Toby, what Toby was saying, Havelock and her, and that's the thing. At first, when you first meet the character, I really did think he genuinely cared about her, but more in the sense of like, I'm the bodyguard. I care about her. I I've seen with the and type, the kids. Yeah, I care mm. about her and the kids, and I don't want anything to happen to them. But it, I was hoping there wasn't going to be a romantic angle. I was actually hoping. Honestly, to. so was I. So yeah. was I. <laughs> but but you, it didn't take away too much no, from it. It no. actually kind of was needed a little bit to advance the story. I yeah. get it. Because yeah, it's, yeah. What, it's what sets off the daughter to be like, well, you lied to me. Now I'm going to call dad and have him come find us exactly <laughs> yeah. where we are. <laughs> yeah. You're yeah. like, no. You're like, no. But at the same time, you're like, well, I guess it does. It does have to happen. And this is one thing about the pacing of this. Of these seven issues, by the way, this for it's it's, uh, it's seven issues that we read, right? This yeah, first yeah, run. yeah, yeah, seven, seven issues. Um, it was uh, it was fast. Yeah, it's because the they pacing had, was fast. They had no uh, thought bubbles. Oh yeah, that's true. Which is actually something that I was going to make a comment about. I think that's what actually makes that's what creates the mystery here. That's very you, you don't you don't know what anyone's thinking. They they have to say what they're thinking to somebody else. Whereas usually when you have a never noticed when you have a origin that. story, the person like example, if you take Batman for example, classic mm. person always re reflects on his own things. Oh, this is when they died. Oh, I'm I'm in the room. I'm in the the yeah. location. Oh, I remember how it sounded. No, 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 no. That could take up a lot of dialogue. And then the fact that you take all that out and you're learning about people as they go, the only thing you can do is actions and words. Oh yeah. You have no in depth. That is very so interesting. That quickens a that quickens the pace because I was. I, like if we were to compare because we had we we stack up when we're doing these things if you compare this to um the white knight that we will be reviewing at some point which is the complete opposite and i thought yeah. it was actually a very long read although i think the, the issues themselves were actually longer than the average comic book probably yeah. uh like i think it's a five nine a 499 book as opposed to a 399 book where mm -hmm. this one's obvious uh, sorry a 299 book which is, is obviously a 299 one but um this the pace is definitely done because of that and because they allow all the uh the actions to speak for themselves and in regards to like uh dane one thing that i thought was always wicked is that this guy oh, has yeah, some dane, sorry. skill he does like like when he picks them there's one point when he has to get the uh the princess and the uh her daughter like Ain't they it? have yeah they have the the ship there, the, the transportation device that they have there. Oh, shit. And, and they like, yeah. oh, yeah, we got it. And he's like, okay, I'll be there in a second. He, he busts through with a car, drives it like sideways, <laughs> yeah, scoops yeah, them yeah, up, yeah. drives off. He's like, oh, take the wheel, jumps out of the car, kills a bunch of people, falls back into the car because like, oh, by the way, the car's like a hover car. So this is yeah. all happening like hundreds of miles in the air. So you yeah, see him yeah. killing all these people. And then he just like falls in the passenger seat driving off. And you're like, Dude's that's what that's skill. why that reminded me of uh, the same way how Doc was like have luck. It reminded me of Domino in that same way. Like yeah, I'm just gonna jump. Yeah. I'm just gonna jump out of the car, kill people, and it's just gonna work out. Yeah, don't yeah. worry about it. Which I'm gonna fall back. I'm gonna fall back into the car after I'm done. Yeah, <laughs> I got this. Don't worry about it, guys. Don't overthink it. 
it. And you're just like, yeah. I, well, I was reading it. I was just like, okay, I'm going to overthink this a little bit because <laughs> there's, there's some, like, you know, your ability to just ignore physics and, and logic. Like, you're not a superhero. Why are you able to just do all this? But, you know, I it, mean, as we said. It, it reminded me of uh, the movie Wanted. There's a scene oh, where Angelina yeah. Jolie's character is driving the super fast car and mm. uh, she opens the door as yeah. she's driving and does a 360 and somehow uh, snags. Yeah. Uh, Scoop, what's his, I forget his name right now. Oh, my gosh. Um, it's uh, Scoop's the main McElroy. character. Uh, James yeah, McElroy. His character. Yeah. Professor X uh, <laughs> his character into the car while still driving at high speeds somehow. So it's that kind of like that same scene. But going back to your point about um, really going back, uh, what were you saying about the, the, the daughter just before? Uh, well, I was saying uh, she, she, had, she had a, uh, a what's it called? The a, bratty a quill moment. From, oh, she definitely had a Peter Quill moment. Oh, yeah. Like yeah. when when she calls her dad, I'm like. Why didn't you just give him the infinity stones and the gauntlet at the same time, bitch? Yeah. What the hell's wrong with you? And this is about this is about six or seven issues in she called it that, right? I think issue, yeah. issue yeah. six. It's pretty much towards the end that she does it. Hell, yeah. actually, end, right? why didn't we not say this is the story of what would happen if you married Thanos? That's like the perfect description. Yeah, actually, actually. No, yeah exactly. Yeah, because it, it would be Thanos as a lord with some he wife. He actually kind of looks like, like he, he yeah, has a little features. Bit. Yeah, he, features. Uh, he reminded me of like, it was weird. It was like Hellboy and Thanos. Yeah. Is yeah. that fair to Essentially, say? Essentially, he will remind you of every horrible dictator, and he's drawn like a huge beast of a monster man. Yeah. Which only makes me think of that poor woman she's probably running because just the sex alone was a bad thing. Like, yeah. Well, he's also like, drawn like, like kind of devilish. Times. Yeah, yeah. As yeah. well, right? And that's like... Like classic devil, like the red yeah, skin, the exactly. yellow eyes. That's true. Good old Morax. Yeah, so 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 think of a, a world. I don't know if you guys watch Voltron, but think yeah. of a world where yeah. the Emperor actually runs the whole universe. Yeah. So no matter where you go, literally within seconds of you being there, you're recognized right away as being wanted, and you can't stay there for long. So they do have this teleportation device called ship, which is dope, uh, oh, which amazing. is super dope. Yeah, but this thing can only jump. It's it's kind of like it's kind of like Nightcrawler in a sense. Yes, where yes. it can't it can't jump somewhere it doesn't see or can't see, yeah. and it needs to see the sky. So it's a little ball machine. It's a sphere. Eye. It's a sphere that yeah. floats and it's kind of sentient, I guess, too. Yeah, it, um, it, it and they almost tell it, looks hey, like an OMAC ball thing. If you guys, yeah, that. exactly, yeah, a little bit. Yeah, but so they, it's kind of like they ask, they tell it, you know, we need you to jump now, and it's jumping from point to point. So it actually can't jump, jump to their destination uh, in immediately shot, in one shot. It needs to go in sequence. It needs to jump from one planet to another to another to another um, in order to get to the destination. But they need to do it, you know, quickly because yeah. <laughs> everywhere they go, they can't yeah. live. They can't rest for Morax, two seconds. They're attacked. Well, Morax has snitches. Everywhere. Everywhere, it's intense. Sorry, yeah. but, but it's ahead. not just that. Is that I was gonna just say I find that ship, although really a cool thing, because it's obviously to a certain degree sentient, especially with how uh, Tor talks to him. Yeah, Tor like is legit broken up when things happen with ship later yeah, on. Yeah, exactly. So I feel like there is like some type of like. It's just like how you have sometimes there's a people have like a a, a machine or whatever and they talk to it and it's like beep 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 and you're like right like how they talk oh, like yeah, it's like, like how yeah exactly yeah, yeah. I, was about, I was about to say <laughs> yeah, yeah. you know so they have like that type of relationship but like one thing I have to say ship you're dumb like transport them like like in a safe zone every time he gets oh, transported yeah, for a yeah. while they're like oh we're drowning oh we're in a frozen like lake yeah, oh the, we're in a lava pit like the, the and you like at least take some we're time meant, we're meant to we're meant to believe that ship is sort of on the fritz. Oh, is that um, what you thought? I, 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 I just think, thought he could Oh, it's true because Adam's playing with it. 
because he has to disassemble the thing that's the tracker and yeah, then maybe okay i could yeah, see that, that i missed that when i was when reading you it. when I you get that. introduced to ship and thor uh so what it is is dane havelock has shown up with the royal family they've escaped and thor is his ticket out quote unquote because he tore yeah sorry uh so yeah tor blinder so yeah. Tor Blinder is just like, you know, uh, he has this ship, which is a teleporter, who's supposed to get them places, but he lost it in a bet <laughs> to the guy who runs the planet, who runs the planet said, under Morax. Yeah. So once this again, is why I said he's, this is why I say he's Lando. That's just a straight up Lando move yeah, to gamble, to gamble away. That's how he <laughs> lost the Millennium Falcon. Yeah, 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 exactly. Right. Yeah. So, you know, when you meet him, you're kind of just like, you feel sorry for him, but you're also like, you're an idiot, man. Like, come on. Like, <laughs> why would idiot, you, man. why would you lose? You had, you had one job to stay home with the, stay home, stay home with the spear and wait till I get there. I love that. And he, you go out and you gamble it. He blames Dane. He's just like, why did you tell me to meet you on a pleasure planet? You know how hard these planets <laughs> well, are that's to resist? It. It's like, oh, come on, no, but man. If, you're, if, you're, if, if it's like honor amongst thieves or like <laughs> outlaws, like, you don't, like, bring him to a safe, a safe house is not like. A big place where you could like bet all your soul away and whatnot. I don't think that's like. Uh, I agree, hiding in plain sight. But there's also like because they they suggest that they know each other a yeah. little bit, you know. So it's like, oh, oh, you have a gambling problem. So here, chill out this casino with uh, with all my money, and you know, you just hold. But you stay there. You don't bet that money. You don't so, spend a dime. You know. So I think that a little bit of Dane's fault in that. Okay. So I want I want to go back also to Morax and uh, the Queen's relationship Emporia here for uh, for a minute. Okay. Um, in the very first issue, when they met, she was a waitress. Yeah. In the nightclub, right? Yeah. And um, covering he, a shift. You know, covering, covering a shift. She, yeah, she was. She says she's covering her friend's shift because her friend is sick, and she's not really a waitress. So, and then he, Morax, being in a club, asks uh, Emporia, "What's her name?" This is like at the very beginning, you know, before they got married and, and everything. And he's like, "You don't look like a waitress. There's something special about you. Something regal." And she's like, "Thank you." And then. He's like, tell your boss your days are over here. You're coming with me as my wife. Are you going to make me some healthy sons? Um, there is one thing that didn't really stick out while I was reading this, mm. um, where he says that as far as I'm concerned, any name from your past ever uttered will be executed. Do yeah. you understand? And she's like, sounds all right to me. So she, <laughs> she comes off as like enamored with this. She's like, oh, I'm going to leave my old life behind. Again, no origin story. So you don't even know yeah. why. She There's no context. Say, yeah, yeah. There's no context to her saying yes. So as I'm reading this, I'm like, oh. You're crazy. I guess she, you're crazy. She just thought it was going to be a good life. And now it's not, you know, that kind of situation. <laughs> but, um, but it didn't leave me curious about her past. Um, but it does yeah, because- make me... It, yeah, because she's willing to throw it away so easily and I agree with yeah. you the fact that she's willing to just say yeah that's cool I don't care and you're like whoa 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 anyone else you'd be like do you want to take a moment but in that moment she's just like <laughs> nah I'm good sorry Dave you, yeah. what are you about to say well no it's because I was going to add on I, I when I read that because at that point when you're reading it the only thing you knew up until that point I think she had mentioned uh, right before that that she, uh, she, I think she was talking to her daughter she's like I wasn't I wasn't proud yeah. of my life before and I wasn't proud of how I made money. Yeah. And then you see and then you see the scene and she's like, "Oh, well I'm taking a night off of what I usually do and I'm going to be waitress. a waitress." So like, I, I'm sorry, like right away I'm like, "Okay, so you're a prostitute." Oh, like that, that that's where my brain went. <laughs> or you're or you're a druggie or you're you're something. Yeah. In my that's head fine. I, I was like, it's, yeah. I, you're either that or because the whole like, "Oh, I'm going to give up everything." I actually thought like 
okay, so in reality, she's either a prostitute and she doesn't care about anything, or she not necessarily a prostitute, but like you know something low gutter or whatever, like but, like but, like but low nothing, brown. But nothing for you to be curious enough to look deeper into yeah, you just exactly. assumed based on what she her based on her actions you assumed and you were okay with that assumption yeah. unfortunately and that, once again because there's no thought bubbles it wasn't like she's thinking if only he knew yeah exactly then, then i might be interested but the fact that she literally just throws it away with the snap of a and, finger sorry Dave. Yeah. that's what's good oh. and that's what's good about the whole thing that dave mentioned with the thought bubbles not being there which changed things for me a little bit i'm mm-hmm. like yeah that's how you when you meet someone, you don't know what they're thinking. Yeah, yeah. it's real. Yeah. This, is, this is real. So you're actually, what we're perceiving, the assumptions we're making is based on the information that the other person is feeding us always. Yeah. And this is exactly what's happening in this comic book. And then the We other, just don't know until they say something. Yeah, and the other thing, so I thought, so I had two thoughts of it. So that was one, it was like, you know, lowbrow, or B, what he doesn't understand is like, she has an even worse dad who's an even bigger tyrant. Oh. And like, that's where I thought the end was going. Like, oh yeah, she's gonna be saved because her dad's gonna come in and be like, you stole my daughter, my daughter or and whatever. Yeah. And I'm gonna like, I am Thanos and I am going to kill you now. That was where uh, I was you know going. What? That's an interesting that angle super, too. That would've been super cheap. I, I, I think so. Yeah, yeah. I would've been very disappointed if that was what it was. If, that, if there was just a bigger bad? Yeah, because he would've known about the bigger bad. There, oh, there that's true. It's like he's yeah, the bigger yeah. bad. Yeah, he's We're the biggest bad. That that's he's the, point. the biggest bad. Yeah, everyone's scared of him. If she had a dad who really was like pissed off and super powerful, he would have showed up a long time ago. That's fair. Another. I still don't hate the idea though of seeing a bigger like, but I like the way they actually end it. And and we'll talk about that in a few seconds. Yeah. But yes. anyway, sorry, Dave. I'll let you go first. No, I, I just wanted to add like one little like funny comment here because this was uh this was Doc's uh suggestion. Mm. You like to suggest books where guys just smush brains. <laughs> Is that <laughs> like remember we were reading Saga and then uh, the Will when he goes to that uh, sextillion same exact thing. He he oh, he yeah. like smashes the guy's brain by just putting <laughs> his two hands on it and crushing him. Yeah. So what happens when when Morax goes to like that the first yeah the, so the guy the that tore panel. yeah tore blinder gets the uh, the guy that loses that he lost the ship to that teleportation device. That guy is like, like we mentioned, he's like the emperor of that planet. Mm. And then when Morax shows up after they've escaped that guy, Morax is just like, okay, tell me what happened. Then he tells him and he's just like, well, this is useless. And then go at the end. And then, and then he just extends his hands. Yep. It's a, the exact, it's the exact <laughs> same thing. Like I, I took That's, the two scenes. I'm like, it's like almost, it's exact I, I thought initially, I'm like, did Mark Millar write both of these for a second? I'm like, no, no, I know they didn't. And he just extends his hands and just like smushes his brains into nothing. And I'm like, yeah. Brian has some the type artwork, of fetish. The very, that's why it was very reminiscent of Saga. The artwork is very similar. Um, although this pace. one comes up a little bit more rudimentary than Saga. Saga mm. is cleaner okay. uh, in terms of lines and, and I guess coloring than this one is. Yeah, and mm-hmm. I think it's done on purpose to kind of differentiate the two for sure because he knew there were similarities. Millar did. Mm. Um yeah, I, I truly did enjoy this read a lot. I, even though the pacing was really fast, it's way faster than Saga because Saga does a lot of exposition. Yeah, yeah. Um, whereas this one really just says, hey, like, we're in this world and just enjoy the ride. And it was kind of cool. I really thoroughly, thoroughly enjoyed this a lot. Now, uh, what I did want you oh. to do, though, Doc, before we go any further into the story, mm. could you read me the first two sentences of that elevator pitch again? Uh, if you can you, bring it up imagine you're married to the worst bad guy from your favorite sci-fi movie an alien dictator feared throughout the universe who will kill you if you leave but you need to escape 
for the sake of your three children. Okay, and the next one after that? Oh, that's the life of Queen Emporia. All she has is her wits, her bodyguard, and three guns to get her kids across the galaxy, and her husband more. Okay. Okay, sorry. Now, I don't like that it says the story is so focused on her because it's not. Like, she is not, she is the catalyst. She's the reason why they're escaping. Yeah. But she is not, they're not relying on her wits. Or nothing. There's there's nothing to do with her here. It's everyone else. It's true. Moving, I will say that everyone else is moving the story along. She yeah, is she, Empress, and it's called Empress. Yeah. And I could see where it's going. Wow. Um, but the elevator pitch for it shouldn't have been. It's it's weird. I feel like it should have been changed a bit. I don't know. It just didn't. Yeah, because speak to me is that this was her story. It's the story of everyone else in the bait. It's the story of how the decision she made to be with Morax affects everyone else. Yeah. I mean, my favorite character and the the character that you mentioned, who's kind of just side notes in most of the story, Adam. Yeah, he's Adam awesome. is yeah, he's awesome. Adam as this MacGyver, Rocky, <laughs> Rocket Raccoon yeah. character, who is you know as as street kids would say, too soft. He's too soft. Yeah. He's too sweet. He's too. He's- He's, you know, he, he said it. He said it himself. Yeah, she said, if, if Dad ever caught us, he would kill me because I'm too soft. Yeah, <laughs> yeah it's and, true. Those and, are the exact words. Adam, as a character, is essentially, if you're a nerd, he's us because yeah. he's that kid who his dad's a jock. He's the the, the mm-hmm. quarter, lead quarterback of the college football team and wants, <laughs> and his son is the nerd who wins the science fair. And but it, it, it's on a scale that's so much bigger because it's not just a football field; it's the galaxy, yeah. and yeah. it's not just a science fair. It's you can literally turn anything into anything. They were once on a dust planet that all the ships were just scrapped because no one could get out. Because there's a 24-hour-a-day volcano eruption that's throwing ash into the atmosphere, blocking out all sun's signs of the sun and everything. And Adam developed an engine that would have got them out of the atmosphere, which they don't really get to use because of a whole bunch of other crazy things that happen. But the fact that he could do that from the scraps and and everyone else is just standing there, literally, Tor says, while we've all been moping around, this kid took all the junk and built something. And you're like, Jesus (laughs) Christ, what the hell? Yeah. that's I'm why. really, I actually really want to see more of him and where he goes with this more than anything, to be honest. Yeah. Especially if he's capable of doing such crazy things. They, they even said they're like, oh, all we have is a bunch of junk around us that can't do anything. And he's like, no, this is just things people don't know what to do with. Yes, exactly. <laughs> Pretty it's, much is like. <laughs> it's basically everyone else needs. It's like the world is built of Legos and everyone needs the the pamphlet. But he's like, yeah. my pamphlet's the brain. My brain is the pamphlet. I don't need great. any of this. 100%. So I'm just going to start playing with my Legos. Yeah, that's a perfect analogy. <laughs> he he sees he can see the construction like blocks building already before anyone else even knows what's going on. And that that the, and th- there was very much a Rocket Raccoon moment where they had them in a cell, and yeah. he builds what looks like a shockwave, the Transformer size cannon, yeah, and blows a huge <laughs> hole into a sh- like just blows the door down and knocks out the guard, and that led to one of my next favorite scenes, which is, and I'm guessing that's how you pronounce her name, Amy, the daughter. Yeah. I'm gonna say Ana because Ine? it's probably French, but Ine? honestly, you don't. There's no accent. Yeah, there's no Ine? accent on the e or anything, so it's just uh, it's just Ain, I guess. But I'm gonna tie what she does to the end of the story because sure. it's uh, I, I got it at the end. I got okay. so 
he blows the door down. They've been captured by slavers. The slavers like to take children because children are easily manipulated. Mm -hmm. They break easier than adults because adults want to escape. If they've been free, children just adapt to lives is what they were saying. Yeah. And they have the three kids. Uh, Aini or Aini is the is the oldest one. So she's definitely like, well, you know, I'm not about this life. <laughs> I'm not going to be a slave. Sorry. <laughs> Meanwhile, they have Puck the baby who's going to be the fetch the highest price because literally a baby just gets programmed into being a slave. If that's yeah. all you ever know, then that's what you're going to be. Right. So Adam builds the gun, knocks him down. And then Annie comes out and she's just like, now it's my turn and goes on this wild kick ass taking down everybody in her path. You know, there's this girl shooting at her and the girl's like, stay down, damn it. And she's like sliding, flip kick upside down. She's like a combination of Gamora and Elektra and every badass female fighter you've ever seen. Okoye, mm -hmm. all of them just in one in that one moment. Yes. And, and I actually like that. This is just unexpected because she was so bratty yeah. and whiny mm -hmm. and when they were in trouble before what she do is she literally sat down in, <laughs> in the yoga pose yeah. and started praying oh yeah you know, so in the lotus pose to, in the lotus pose there yeah. you go sorry for being i don't know if that no, was whatever, disrespectful or not but yeah and that's all she did was just pray and said the light will guide us <laughs> yeah. and blah, blah, blah. so you're thinking okay like she's a crackpot like yeah. she's not <laughs> she's a hippie there's no there's no purpose to her here and then all of a sudden she says my turn and unleashes yeah. the beast and it was pretty pretty great and the th my favorite thing is she essentially says i am my father's daughter like yeah. she alludes yes. to the fact that but then later on and this is the part that's really awesome for the readers when you finally get to the end you find out that the empress is actually one of the most badass warriors yeah. in the galaxy <laughs> yeah. and that's the part that it was like the fact that this is revealed at the end makes it all the more interesting as a read because you're just like wait what but it's like how strong is Ain really if you think about it like at that point, because well, that's like she, that's like it's supposed, like Goku having sex because... with like Vegeta and not being like well, who having sex with Vegeta? Like like let's say Goku and and Vegeta, like one of them was a girl, one of them was a guy. Well, yeah. they're both guys, but like let's say one of them were if they were able to have a baby. Like how strong would that be? That's like oh, I get that's what you're like saying. the mentality. I'm like yeah, take because like, Morax two... is this hugely yeah. powerful guy, and you don't know and Empress's power limit, but then you find out at the end she wipes the floor yeah, with like Morax. Rex. Like like it's she, it's yeah, like she, CM Punk. See fight like gets schooled. <laughs> yeah, sorry, Tobes. But you know what? So with Ain going back to her for a sec, when she when it was revealed that she's a super amazing warrior. Again, yeah. we don't know anything about the mom at this point. We just know Ain has this crazy, incredible fighting ability. Yeah. So I've been thinking that at that point that her dad, she's super close with him. That's why she's always she didn't want to leave, and that's why she wants to go back. And also that she's been trained by him this whole time to be just as deadly. But, you know, so it, you were you're kind of like tricked into believing there's such a strong father daughter connection here. Mm. And there's a point where she actually does make the call when she finds her dad, her mom and um, Dane in bed together. Yeah. Um, which which was a huge we'll, mistake. We'll, yeah. we'll discuss again in yeah. a bit. But. When she sees that, she gets angry. She's like, she told us it was for us, but no, it's for her. And, you know, the angst, the, this is where the teenager yeah. side comes out. And, and she runs out rebellious and all and hits the home beacon. Dad, come and get us. You know, like it's over. I want to be by your side. And then on the flip side, we see him receive that call. And he's like, I knew she'd be the one. Yeah. Because so, yeah. he, so he like, manipulated oh, from the beginning. So like, oh, crap. Like, dude. You know, he knew that his daughter was always going to be, you know, his heir apparent was going to be the one to bring everybody back to justice yeah. and blah, blah, blah. Now, when he finds them, 
and she sees her dad and she starts running towards him. Oh yeah, this is rough. Yeah. She realizes, she, he says, pretty much says, no, you all ran away together anyway. I can't let any of you live. Yeah. And, <laughs> and pie faces like, her to the ground. Right. I want to add that. <laughs> yeah. He like he, he pie faces. Like the second she walks up, she just like oh, yeah, yeah. hand to the face straight to the <laughs> ground. You're like, he's like, screw you. I can't believe you left me. And you're like, yeah, he, uh, he, that's rough. <laughs> he essentially says, don't ever speak ever yeah. again. He, he, and then when she yeah. does speak later, he says, did I not tell you to shut yeah. up? Like, like he didn't even say it as in like, I'm mad at you. Maybe we'll talk this out later. No. He was legit saying, don't ever speak in my presence again. I'm going to kill you. He treats her like a slave instantly. Yeah. yeah. Like it, yeah, was, yeah. it goes from you're my daughter to like, you are beneath, you're, you're not just beneath me. You're like, you're yeah. at the bottom rung. Yeah. I mean, it, like, a, not even just like a slave, like a object that he's going to throw away. Because yeah. he re he really is planning to kill them all. Like a toy. It's like it's like a toy that yeah. he had fun with. Like, I had fun with your mother. I got a second toy. Great. Bye. You're cheap. And he throws yeah, yeah, it yeah. away. It's kind of rough. That's so crazy. It's I, but, I, but, but I I mean, I, uh, I don't agree with what he's doing, but I understand what he was saying. Yeah. He was saying that if, if I can't control my wife, and if if my house isn't in order, why would anyone respect me? It's exactly. gonna put a target on my head. And it's also gonna make me constantly think, when are they gonna do it again? Yeah. I won't be able to focus. So ultimately it makes sense. It's just pretty rough that someone is willing to dispose of their family yes. just like well, that. Agreed. Well, he's like the embodiment of um the not crazy just, abuse of X. Yeah. Uh, no, not just but that. Like, but like in but like in ultra form. No, but not just that, but like um, Super Saiyan X. He's he he's obviously huge on respect. I'm trying to make a point, boys. No, but like he's obviously a huge dictator. He's obviously huge about respect because he that's how he's yeah. he garns everything. Yeah. But he's like he's like the epitome of uh in my opinion, social media. Because anytime something bad happens and people are there, he's he he's like instead of deleting the tweet, he deletes everybody who saw the tweet. You know oh, what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Because okay. like that's how he rules. He, that's that's what he's been doing with everyone. Even if he's like, we need to make an example with you. Guys. So whenever they go on a planet and they escape from whatever guards or whatever those bounty yeah. hunters are, he literally kills everyone because he says the next people who encounter them will know not to let my family yeah. escape because I killed all of you guys. <laughs> but, so but he, he literally rules with the proverbial iron fist. But, but and the, he says, do you really think letting you guys stay alive, um, sorry, letting you guys stay alive is a constant reminder of your disobedience. Yeah. So <laughs> slaughtering you in the arena will restore honor to my family name. Yeah. But he it's does like, that, man. He does that through the whole thing, though, because, example, if you start, he does it from beginning to end. So he starts, there's the slaves, Oh, but we killed the guy that like, uh, sorry, the the shops or whoever, something someone stole from him. And that's why the the people are in the the pit there or whatever. Yes, yes, yes. It's yes. something petty. He's like, oh, but you guys should have killed him. You shouldn't have let him even like try to get away. So now you guys will die because you guys weren't smart enough to like go beyond your means, like beyond your measure. Yeah, the idea then, was just like, oh, this person committed an, a a crime, and your job as as my under not underlings but my citizens or people of my court is to you should have killed that guy but by not mm. by just calling him out and trying to stop him you didn't do enough which yeah, is they put him in prison or something and then they, he kills the guy in prison then he kills them yeah and then he's like okay i'm going to the That's casino planet oh okay so you let him get away so i'm gonna kill you 
oh, my armies went against my orders or they didn't, weren't oh, good enough, so yeah. I'm going to destroy my entire army. He destroys his whole army and then has a new army. Yeah. That is pretty crazy. Then you go th- Then you go to when he meets the daughter, he's like, oh, well, you know, you guys didn't do what I want, so I'm going to kill. Like, you, you see a pattern here, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He yeah, obviously, yeah. you know, he's making up for other shortcomings, so to speak. Yeah. <laughs> but, um, you know what would have been <laughs> yeah. good, though? If he had someone like Doc Sampson to help him work through these. Uh, yeah, I think he would have killed him anyways. <laughs> Because he'd be like, he didn't fix it. <laughs> and screw your green hair, uh, Fabio. And then, <laughs> and then when they finally find the family, yeah, uh, towards the end there, he um, he doesn't want Dane to fight in the arena. He wants to face Dane head to head right there, right at that moment yeah. to like prove like, hey, I will kill you. On the banker's and planet, Dane, yeah. Yeah, and Dane and Dane is like, well, I guess I'll do it. And then she's like, no. And he's like, Poor he's like, Dane. I guess I'll, I guess he's I'll like, fight. Sure? Like, okay. <laughs> uh, uh, let me see. Dane, Dane was funny though, because Dane's just like, yeah, okay. Like he's just like, you know, uh, fine, we'll go to the pit. He's like, whoa, homeboy. Morax is like, homeboy, you don't get the honor of touching the planet again. I'm gonna kill you right now. <laughs> and and yeah. Dane's like, uh, okay, I guess. <laughs> And then they and they start to fight and he's yeah. destroying the hell oh, out of Dane yeah. oh, and then man. and then Emporia comes out of nowhere and says, Leave him alone. Fight me. If you're gonna fight anyone, I'm the one who made him do it. He's like, Get her out of here. I don't want her listening yeah, he, to whining. He, he was like, like dismissing. dismissing. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, dismissing because she's just a woman, right? Yeah, that was And she's lovely. like, what's the matter? And then she goes for the ego. Yeah, that was she beautiful. Goes, she goes straight for the ego. She's like, What's the matter? Are you afraid of me? That's like back I to the future. Now. Back to the future yeah, exactly. chicken. Like, you chicken? Oh, yeah. so well done. <laughs> no, she legit says, is that what you want your reputation to be? A king running scared from his queen? And then they pan to the kids and, and tour, and they're all like, oh. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Okay. Like, mom's going to die. Yeah, everyone's like, yeah. whoa, that's a bad plan, lady. <laughs> like, you just yeah, saw what he did to Dane, and that was our best lucky fighter. <laughs> Maybe let's not play yeah. this game here. <laughs> yeah. game of and then he's like, what web? He's like, you know what? There's a smirk on his face. He's like, fine. If you really want to do this here, fine. No arena. I'll get satisfaction anyway. What weapon do you choose? I don't want a weapon. Dude. I want to fight you with my bare fists. Yeah. <laughs> and he and he laughs anyway. Just just seeing how this was going and everything, and then the daughter thinking that the mom's gonna lose and everything's about to fall apart, and I'm about to watch my mom die. Goes, please, mom, don't do it. Dad, I don't want you to die. Mom's like, don't worry. It's gonna be all fine. Yeah, and that's when, what three punches? Yeah, dude, it was pretty <laughs> three three pretty punches epic. and one kick to the chest is all it took I, to take down Morax. I know, and and one of the things that I find super interesting, you kind of get a hint of her power yeah. uh, early on because you know there's a whole sub story where there's these aliens that allow you to swap bodies with them and what it is is they're they're called cues yeah the cues so the way the cues work is you swap bodies with them your mind gets put into their body and you get to like as if you're in like an all-inclusive resort you eat and drink as much as you want and their minds get put in your body and they work out your body to get your body back into (laughs) into shape which is very interesting it's the best vacation to be quite honest (laughs) and the whole and they and they're regularly bringing them up throughout the comic and I was, and, and, yeah, I, and you don't know why. Yeah, and I didn't understand why. But at the end, you find out when she finally gets, because Emporia is trying to get her kids to her sister, her sister who lives, who lives on on the banking planet, 
right yeah with her husband and the, the husband who is like one of the richest men um what i think i think the way they explain the banking planet is it runs 80 percent of the money in the galaxy every transaction that happens in the world they get a small percentage comes, of comes through there yeah and also before you get to your point yeah. they also make a point of making sure you know that the husband of the sister is a jackass yes yeah right yeah. So when they actually finally get to, you know, jumping from planet to planet to planet, and they finally get to their destination and they feel safe, the husband is actually really nice. Yeah, he's like a hippie. He's like, oh, hey, yeah. man, we're all going to find peace together. <laughs> yeah. And you're like, wait, so who's this jerk they're talking about this whole time? And then Emporia is like, huh, he's something different about him. Like, he must have changed yeah. after all this time and stuff like that. Again, you're still not even thinking anything about that. I know. No, he hasn't seen them in years, right? So he's exactly. like, I got right. change. Exactly. exactly. It was well done. Then, it was well done. How yeah. They, yeah. And, and then yeah. what's great, though, is once you find out that the bodies have been swapped and and they turn on them and because the, the whole thing about the cues is they are all about money. And the Morax did put the biggest bounty ever on the heads of the royal family and Dane Havelock to get them back. But there's this one scene in particular where all the other... K's have been shot down even the husband's been knocked out and only the sister the sister's body I'd like to point out yeah. once again because the sister and the husband themselves they ain't are, here they they're don't not know what's there going it's on. just their bodies but the sister's body's there and Tor explains I left your sister's body alone I didn't shoot her down you know it's up to you and then Emporia comes over and like roundhouse kicks her in the hardest street way like just this power roundhouse kick and i like tor's reaction because yeah. no one else noticed because everything's going crazy but he's like well that's a little more hardcore than i expected mm. and that was a glimpse that one kick and the strength mm. and just how powerful because so far if you think about it think of it this way when you've met the character she's an she's a waitress uh, or yeah she she's working as a waitress mm -hmm. covering a shift for a friend you're like the like like um, Dave was saying, she's on the streets, maybe. We don't know what's her backstory. We don't know really what's going on. But we're not expecting anyone who's really good in a fight, right? No, definitely At the not. beginning. Right. Especially since she then becomes the Empress, who's been in gowns and sitting on a throne. And, you know, she's still fit, but she's just been living the life of an Empress to this dictator of a king. So, once again, mm -hmm. you're not really expecting anyone who handles a fight. Because you see, like, a, from the... You only see her as a princess the whole way through. Princess even even from when her, yeah. her 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 interactions with Morax, like he's treating her. Although he claims her as a princess, even when he's talking to her, he's he's treating her that way. You know, like oh, oh you're a a yeah, like yeah. you're a little fragile thing. Yes, and yeah. I'm going to take you from this. Yeah, murky so we've place and we've only you. ever seen her as a like subservient queen character. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So for her to come <laughs> around so and then do so this dope. kick. That you're like, well, and like the form of the kick too. If you're like, if you know martial arts, yeah. oh, even yeah. the form of the kick and like they show you how fast the legs moving because there's the blur lines, yeah. the way it's drawn, mm -hmm. you're just like, yo, that's some Bruce Lee shit right there. Yeah, like, exactly. <laughs> so for it to go from like this princess to a Bruce Lee kick to the head <laughs> and then for her to get into the fight with Morax and then to just stomp Morax. Stomped him. And that, that it was the first punch, literally the bloodiness of one punch. Yeah. If you guys remember that panel, so much blood oh, for one yeah. punch. And then she's like, It's not even a like, punch, though. It's like, wanna, a... I don't, I, 
it was like a it was like a, a Hadouken or something like that. Like she like did the like palm of the, yeah, the yeah. Base but once again, it's like Bruce Lee. It's the one in one inch punch. Because realize yeah. in the panel before, she's maybe a less than a foot away from him, but manages like arms length. Arms, arms length. length. Yeah. She's an arm's length away from him, and, she's and like then an does eighth of his body too. Yeah, Let's just we'll put exactly. That out there, you know? She does a full open palm hand thrust. Martial arts form again. Once again, if you guys look at the yeah, panel, yeah. martial art form, full hand thrust, meaning the mm-hmm. amount of pressure that she had to apply to not just like push him back. She pops his jaw open and he's bleeding perfusively mm-hmm. all from that one small distance. Then she goes down and everyone's like, what the yeah. is going on? He jumps at her once again. Perfect form. High kick. Straight to the chest. Dude, I'm telling you. Yeah. The fact that they might make this into a movie is... I'd be so down. It, it, it's supposedly it's in the works. In 2016... That's amazing. They were working on it, on, on a script for it, because everyone's just like, you, you have to adapt this into a movie. It oh, works so, so well. Good. It's a space opera about this crazy cool family, and God knows if they were to do it, I would hope they'd stick very much to the story and it, not... You don't need it. to go away from it. No, this is one of those ones where, guys, take the panels, use those as your storyboard, <laughs> and shoot the scenes that way because it's already done well. Yeah. It's done well. Yeah. You don't need to mess with it. But, yeah, she's just powerful and badass. Yeah, but- and then she – and then I, pretty much after a couple of kicks to the face or whatever, punches to the face, she starts explaining, I'm not really a waitress. My friend's feeling sick and I'm – so you start going back to the beginning now and they start explaining to you what's happening. You have a Sherlock Holmes then- moment. Basically, yeah, exactly. And then he says, "You have to remember, I was." She says, "You have to remember, I was a different person back in those days. I wasn't proud of how I earned my living, and my father was a and your father, speaking to Ain, uh, was a chance for a brand new start. My sister didn't approve of my old job, and we didn't exactly part on the best of terms. I'm afraid. So she was already explaining to her daughter that, like, you know, my sister and I are not on the best of terms. So when we do see her, and these are scenes I don't think we saw earlier, right?" They're just bringing it back to us to tell us that her and the daughter had this conversation at some point, but we just didn't see this conversation happen. I like um, I like the fact that they use that to to our, their advantage. The fact that yes. she's been saying all along throughout the story, like these not hints. It, she was just stating facts. You know what yeah. it was? The omissions. It's the way they set it up as it's not like she didn't lie to you. It's not like she lied to you. She didn't, you know, she she just didn't give you the full scope of the story. I was told not to really talk about my past or, you know, everyone would die. So yeah. what's the point? And I just lived my life and that's what it was. And here you are. Mm-hmm. I'm actually this badass warrior who can take on anybody. I have a, a 400 and O count. <laughs> yeah. A 400 and O record. When I read that, I was record. like... Because when you're oh, like, oh, oh, yeah, you're a fighter, whatever. Then you're like 400. Okay, that's that's a, like it doesn't matter who you're fighting at that point because yeah. like that's like it's that's a large number. It's it's, ridiculous. it's, dude, it's, it's insane crazy. to think that. And we're not even talking like small pits. We're talking no. Thor Ragnarok style game master pits with guys that are as big as Morax who are holding huge spears. And she's just she's just like, you know what? I'll do this barehanded. It's, and a, it's this awesome, guys. And look good while I'm doing it. Yeah, true. she does look bad. She looks like she looks like a white Tina Turner from Mad Max in the panel where they're showing her as Victoria, <laughs> and she's in love with her bodyguard, eh? Yeah. Oh, 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 hey. I've been well, waiting all the time Houston, to, but to hey, say this. That's okay. <laughs> um, there was a seat towards the end when he's like, "How didn't I know this?" As Morax is getting beat up. Yeah. And she's like, "Because you're a sick 
bullying, jealous, control freak who didn't let me talk. Yeah. So guys, this is a lesson, guys. Yeah. For all the guys listening out there. <laughs> yeah. Yo. Why am I <laughs> spending moment, nights on the couch? <laughs> <laughs> the moment you start to try to be controlling like that, just realize that you're probably caging something terrible. <laughs> And, and, you sh- and you should probably get to know what it is you're caging before you start, you know, yeah, trying to control things. Guys, before girls, they flourish. anyone, just don't try right. and cage any personality because you find out as much as you can. I'm not saying be a stalker out there, but you got right. technology and social media to your disposal. Look a person up because yeah. this mofo was so stupid. He didn't even try and look her up like she probably had a profile. You know, if you're 400 and oh, you have a profile in the galaxy. Yeah, for sure. All this dumbass had to do was look her up once and he never did. And it, never because did. of that stupidity, he got his ass beat. Everyone yeah. has everyone has skeletons. Everyone yeah. has skeletons, and some but, of those skeletons like can kick your ass. Were bad. That's what I'm trying to say. It's like he could have used this for his own. Uh, they could have been using this together. You know what I mean? Like instead of keeping her cage and making her feel like she's not worth anything, yeah, uh, other than bearing children for you, yeah, no. she could have been ruling alongside you, Yo, dude, and probably badass. and probably would have made you a little bit better of a person. Yeah. Not, not even he would have killed her right away. Oh yeah, that's true. Well, no, he would have killed her. Right have away. been able to kill her. No, anyway. no, but I mean, no, he would have tried. <laughs> no, like, but he would have tried. He would have been like, "Oh wait, you're my equal." No, no, I yeah, can't have any true. of that. Morax is not the no, type no, to no, want. She's yeah. not an no, equal. Sorry, he's definitely. He would have. <laughs> he would have. No, he wouldn't. He wouldn't have killed her. He would have put her in a room that could either self implode or his army was there, and then let them kill her. Yeah, that's what would have happened. If he, like if, he would have put this, the odds in a way that okay, you're 400 0 so that means I'm gonna give you 500 guys to fight that one time. Yeah. I see what Dave's well, saying. Dave's just saying that he he. There's no way that someone like Morax would let someone be that powerful next to him. Yeah. He has to be That's the authority. True. So That's true. And it, yeah. So I guess it couldn't have played out any other way, really. Yeah, no, true. <laughs> when you think about it, the way they wrote this, the way the characters are, the way it comes to a head, it really was just like I mean, she kills him, and at the end, and you're like, and he says before, if you kill me, my guards are gonna kill you. They're loyal to me. And she snaps like, his neck. And, yeah, she snaps <laughs> his neck anyways. And you realize the way the story is written, there really wasn't an option for her to, you know, okay, I you plead mercy, I'll let you live because no one would have res- like they he would have still gone and tried to kill them. Yep. There's no way he's going to let anyone insult him or beat him like mm-hmm. this publicly. He would have probably killed everyone within a range. He would have had this the 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 his own guards kill themselves. mm mm-hmm. Mhm. Uh, which leads me to my last comment: the fact that yeah. the daughter is very much her father's daughter, yep. because she right. does turn around, she does uh, uh, take control as the heir apparent to the throne. Because he was dead, she was the next in line to run that army. The army's pointing the guns at them, and she she tells them to kill themselves, and they all kill themselves except for that one guy. The yeah. odd well, number I mean, out. there's an odd number. So Dane, <laughs> Dane, who's like had his ass whooped, then kills that last guy. But the whole point being, <laughs> yo, like. She could have controlled the army and kept them in check because they're so loyal they would follow any order. Why have them kill themselves? But once again, though, don't keep it. Don't don't have any witnesses. And she she did the same thing her dad would have done, which is interesting. Well, that and I think the fact that they're trying to run away from that life that would have kept her in the life. That's like a good I, point. this this that this this point. book with how they organize it, especially with like the last few comments we've been having and piecing these thoughts together. I feel like this 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 story arc could only be described in one word. Uh, and I'm not necessarily I don't think necessarily everything's drawn to destiny but this book it's like this is destiny all their lives yes, and everything fate, that they do the, or fate, fate mm. if you will yes yeah. this book is fate that's what this book is because there's no 
at least with what you're presented, of course, there is yeah. no other way any of this really could have gone down. You lie to your right. you lie to your daughter. She's gonna find out that you yeah. you're sleeping with the guy. Well, She's gonna go back to daddy or do something about it. Sleeping before. Eh, let's, uh, no, the do. way it's written. Okay, <laughs> you guys think so? Because the way it's written, it doesn't okay. seem like they were in a relationship before. He loved her. Oh, before. Too no, tempted no, no, to okay, touch. No, so tempted to touch. Before. That's what I would say. Yes. Yeah. Exactly. So I agree with that. Touch. Yes. Okay. There. That's fine. Like that type of like they were walking by. They're walking the hallways. They're getting like nose deep. You can like, literally feel the tension. Yeah, okay. I, I that's wanna, fair. You want to puck your lips? So you're like, if I puck my lips, I'm getting some shit. I'm getting some shit. Um, so like I find everything is the only the only thing that's not fate in this is actually one of my favorite characters which if they continue doing this I'd probably definitely read this is Adam Adam is the only wild card because he's the only Once one again. who yeah. he, he he's not he's not in the system he is the system he could do whatever he wants yeah. with his yeah. Lego bricks right so he's the only wild card out of this yeah so I mean guys uh, oh Oh, sorry. Sorry, before we even go back. So towards the end, the story kind of tells us um, at the beginning, this is we're, we're going back 65 million years or something like yeah, that yeah, to the yeah. beginning. This and is these on are the Earth, first, Right. And these are the first people to run the planet. And they're already they're already like super advanced weapon wise and, and technology wise and stuff like that. So it kind of gives you that, that whole like. You know, humanity has happened in cycles, so we're only yeah. heading back to the same sort of destiny. Um, but after they've killed the um, Morax and they've flown off the planet and on their way to whatever adventures, it starts out by saying again, with them looking like a big happy family on this yeah. ship, by the way. Yeah. Uh, with Dane standing over um, the Empress Emporia, uh, it says, This is a story of the Earth's first rulers, and these are their adventures. So these this, these people are, I think, where the story is leading is they're going to be the Earth's first rulers. Yeah. And it makes me wonder if Adam's the only one that survives. Interesting. That? Because Adam and Eve. Oh, shit. Ooh, Look at you. Because, I, I mean, the fact that his name was Adam, I always thought meant he's the first son. Because that's, you know, even me, my parents wanted to name me Adam once when before I was born. Mm. The whole idea of Adam as the firstborn son. Yeah. So right. the fact that you have this whole story, they're all going to go on this adventure together. The only one that, and his name's Adam. And they're. Adam, yeah, and this this story you don't even really honestly as much as I want to guess where things are going. Yeah, it changes so much that like I'm just you just have to enjoy the ride. I don't even know where it's gonna go. Yeah, I mean every every issue ends, and that's my my one complaint. My oh, one yeah. complaint. Seven issues. Every issue ends in somewhat of a ridiculous cliffhanger. But yeah. well timed though. Sure. Especially especially issue seven. <laughs> this yeah. last one here. Like, so, but, I mean, uh, issue three is the one that drove me really crazy. The one where they explode? Yeah. I like that one, actually. I mean... I, I knew... I, I kind of knew what was going to happen, though. I was able to guess. I was, like, was going to guess that she got shipped to bring her in and save them. Oh, actually, guys. no. Because that... You, sorry. It's not that... That's not the one I'm thinking uh, of. okay. Because issue three... I'm going to pull it up real quick. But yes, uh, Toby, I'll let you finish what you were saying about the end of this last issue seven and the yeah, cliffhanger. So issue seven, issue seven, they're all on a ship. Now everything's done. They're drinking coffee and tea and just <laughs> yeah. literally happy. They're happy. They're not on a run anymore. And Emporia is like, we don't need money. We don't need palaces. We don't. We certainly don't need any royal titles. All we need is each other's love. It's nice to be with an ordinary guy for a change. Yeah. And then Tor's like, uh, I'm not sure you can describe Dane as an ordinary guy. Yeah, yeah. Emporia is like, what do you mean? <laughs> Tor said. And the last panel, Tor says, 
Hasn't he told you who he really is? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And you're, and then that's how it ends. <laughs> yeah, so yeah. I know, I know. Speaking of cliffhangers, yeah. I need, <laughs> that is like going one on. of, who is he? That is one of the cruelest cliffhangers. Yeah. To you, you have seven issues. <laughs> you finally get to the end. You give us the whole story. We you, we've won the day. The the story's done. Then you're like, okay, well, I guess we're just gonna finally get to know what's up. And it literally ends with the last words being a cliffhanger because it's that <laughs> bubble that speech bubble and then the next thing is end of book one and you're like come yeah. on <laughs> i was like what the hell great. so but that's why that's why it's good i guess the cliffhangers are great oh yeah, yes they, they do they do keep you coming back because you know there's more to be told it's not it's had there has there wasn't yeah no i i get what you're saying there wasn't mm-hmm. there, there wasn't ever a point where it was throwing off the story so much that you wouldn't know like the reason yeah. I just didn't like number three is because the way it ends is literally it's Tor saying we're stuck down here forever and I'm like, come on! You're telling me you guys have gone through all of this stuff for ship to teleport you to a dust planet where you can't get off the planet? But how can he get on? See, that was the one thing I didn't like. How can he teleport somewhere if he can't see? If he can't get well, out, how can he get in? He can see the planet because he can see it from the outside. So you could teleport to the planet, which is, I mean, that's the whole point, right? The whole problem with ship is ship kept teleporting them into weird places. Like he was teleporting them into like on the side of a cliff into the middle of water, like you were saying before. So it's a little weird for me that ship as a piece of technology would teleport them into these odd places. Mm. So for like, that's the thing. He can see the planet, but he doesn't know where he's teleporting you onto the planet, which to me seems a little dangerous because Nightcrawler needs sight to sight specifically so that he doesn't teleport you into something. But that's but that's right. my problem but with like, this. Yeah, ship as a at the beginning teleports you onto a planet on a cliff into the like you said. But then in this one, he teleports you into a dust planet because he can see the planet, but he can't tell you where in the planet, and he didn't realize that there's a 24-7 volcano erupting, blocking the sunlight. <laughs> so you're like, okay, that's a little ridiculous. And that's why issue 3's ending, I was like, okay, I know yeah. they're gonna get off of this one, but still, that was mm-hmm. a little much. But well, I will if say- you didn't have Adam, you know? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, I will say this though, towards the end, ship does get better, and the fact that at one point, Dane says to ship, ship, you see those two columns? And then he teleports the ship into the columns yeah. so that the two guys who are holding Dane's arms are teleported into the pillars. Yeah. You're it's like, they kind of phase into it. They yeah. kind of become part of the pillar. Yeah. And you're like, whoa, that is some very accurate teleportation, <laughs> dude. Like all this, all this miss shooting yeah. you've been doing this whole time and like precise you, precision you, you, when, the, when it's like st- cards are against the walls or whatever. He once teleported them onto an ice cliff in which the baby fell into the mouth of a monster <laughs> and Dane had to save the baby by jumping into the monster. And, but now he can teleport you with pinpoint accuracy. What the fuck is going on? <laughs> Anyways. It was it was definitely one of those moments of like, I hope this works, you know? Yeah. I feel like in that situation. But I think if Ship wasn't as on the fritz as he was, that's something he probably would have normally been able to do. I think they fought side by side like that all the time. Yeah. Yeah. One thing though. That's I, that's what definitely what I'll take away from that. One thing about 
tour though what, what was getting like kind of i wouldn't say annoying but i was like oh, i just want to see this already because you're obviously going to save everyone by using this stupid power that you've been trying to talk oh, about yes, for like forever yes. so it's like four issues where he's like oh i'm from uh whatever the one, the day, one day war, war and yeah. i have special powers that i can control ships yeah. and this and that oh you can control ships yeah but if they're only made before like 1950 <laughs> yeah. if they're made oh, yeah. after 1950 <laughs> i can't do anything with that that's what i was saying that's what i was saying earlier that's why like, it's kind of useless like what are that's you fair. doing and then like then like oh how does he save the day oh you guys wanted to save an extra buck while trying to, to, to get it to round us up so you, you skipped out a bit on your ships well now it's your downfall and like rains of lasers are killing yeah. everybody and you're like Really? Because they were cheap? You're going to get billions upon billions of dollars where you're going to cheap out on your ship to bring them home? Like, seriously? Which, which makes sense, though. It makes sense that they would because they wouldn't expect someone to have technokinesis yeah. and be able to take well, over their ship. I, I, but it I, definitely was a huge stroke of luck. Again, this I, is why I'm saying this movie. This movie. Wow. I mean, it might as well I, be a movie. I know, yeah. But this, this book played out exactly how it should have because <laughs> luck is the biggest thing of everything that's yeah, happened yeah. in the story. I mean, it's great one havelock when they get captured by the slavers and on the adult side they they're essentially going to use them to harvest the parts to like yeah. sell to people like the hearts and lungs and all that stuff so those three are on the ship and <laughs> and tor says oh okay these junkers because they're, they're they're like junkers who the coombs family or something they go from planet to planet looking for junk so the ships are usually junk ships that have been patched together so tor goes these junkers i should be able to control this one and then he tries. He's just like, man, how's everyone affording these new ships? And Dane looks over. He's like, why did I even bring you? <laughs> You're useless. Exactly. Like, he literally calls useless. him useless. I loved it. It was so good. It's just pure comic relief, at the, oh, I guess, at the end of the day. Yeah. But, yeah, his powers are super useless now. Yeah. He needs to update, update your tech. Oh. And another, <laughs> upgrade your tech. Another thing, though, I liked, um, what's it called? Because we, we talked about how, you know, they, they do the whole, like, modern-day... Um, Robert Downey Jr. Sherlock Holmes about how the how uh, Emporia had all, all, all her powers and how it was oh these are all the things that you should have known oh the, the flashbacks hints and all that played, stuff yeah. the thing is after I read it I was like you know what and I I went to the beginning right away and I started just flipping through like her scenes yeah and the thing is you actually see that she has skill the whole way through but they just do he does a good job of just putting a bunch of crap on top of it. That oh you yeah! Don't you she's won't like, connect she, it? Yeah, she becomes background to yeah. all the other insanity. Because there's it? other times that she, uh, when she, example in the junker ship. Yeah. Uh, how do they get the upper hand? She grabs one of the guys and starts choking him. Yeah. And that's how the fight starts and stuff. Mm. She does. A, she's the one who goes with like her daughter. Like, okay, we're gonna go steal ship and we're gonna infiltrate it first and lead this and that. I find that they. They do a very good job of foreshadowing, but at the same time putting a bunch of smoke yeah, over it. Yeah, 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 yeah. It and was which, well yeah, done. Yeah, and it, if like, you don't, and if you don't think too much, and you're just reading, you will miss. I missed a lot of it. Oh yeah, a yeah. lot of those clues because I, I was so enthralled in how fast paced things were moving that I did. It, it, you don't slow down enough to go back to what someone said. Yeah. Mm. Well, guys, uh, we usually do another segment, but I think we're gonna have to skip it due to time because we're mm. already not. We this we obviously like this one because we did ninety <laughs> minutes on it. Oh my god! Yeah, 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 lot, it, yeah. we did ninety yeah. minutes already. Holy so shit. we're gonna skip the 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 our best fave worst segment that we usually do, and we're gonna go into final thoughts right away and end this one off. And then okay. next okay. week we'll hit you guys with a, another best fave worst or maybe nice. even a different segment. Uh, but uh, so final thoughts, guys. What do you, Tobes? Do you want to go first? Uh, final thoughts. Honestly. Oh, 
I keep comparing it to Saga, but I kind of wish Saga had a bit of a faster pace, so like similar to this, right? Just terms, a little bit, just, of, just a little bit yeah. more fast. Yeah, just a little bit faster because I do. I mean, I just went to buy the sixth volume actually now for Saga because I'm actually keeping up with the story. Oh, dope. They're, I think they're up to eight volumes now. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, a couple of those volumes seem like time wasters. Seem like they're just buying time to get to something, whereas this one is literally there's no time. We have to get there. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So if you can find me a good middle point between this and that and put it to Saga, I would have definitely, you know, but we're not talking about Saga right now. We're talking about this. <laughs> yeah, um, if I had to rate this, I'm going to give it a 3.75 out of 5. I, I don't want to rate anything too high. Yeah, <laughs> because we're like down getting, the road. Yeah. We're just getting started. And I'm not sure how much better our reading is going to get. But so far, I mean, we're reading some pretty impressive stuff. Yeah. Uh, Mark Millar is someone who never really lets me, hasn't really let me down yet in terms Agreed. of storyline. Um, they didn't do, do Jupiter ascending justice at all. And I really wish they did. That's a Mark Millar story, right? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, is it? Yeah. They, yeah, it was. They definitely ruined that. Um, that's Chan Tane. I'll yeah. never watch it. It was so bad, dude. So bad. Uh, so, but oh, wait, 3.75 mo- out of J- Jupiter ascending yeah. the movie. Is that one of his stories? I think, I know he does Jupiter legacy. Oh no. So I, Jupiter I just- legacy is, is like a superhero story. It's like the justice. Okay, so it's not- yeah. It's that one is actually, man, we should definitely do that as an episode one day, but Jupiter's legacy yeah. and uh, Jupiter. There is, I think the next one is Jupiter. You're right. It's Jupiter something when it's the kids, but that yeah, one, I can't, I can't remember exactly. That one is if, have you guys ever read kingdom come? The, mm. the DC oh, one? a long time ago. It was good, yeah. Though. So Jupiter Ascending is essentially like a Kingdom Come story. What it oh, is is okay. the superheroes are adults. Their kids are now kind of like kind of punky, annoying, mm. bratty because they all have powers and the world's safe. And and then, you know, there's like a turmoil within the group. And then that t- leads off into the story. Mm. And then Jupiter's oh, Legacy. Called Jupiter's, Jupiter's Legacy. Yeah. Yeah. Jupiter's Legacy. Yeah. And then uh, Jupiter's Legacy. And then there's the preview one. That's I don't remember what that one's called. But that one's about them when they first get their powers. And that one's also very good. But yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. But okay. So you're saying 3.75 for this for Empress. Yeah. I'm saying, well, I'll say this. This is a perfect read to give to somebody, to anybody. Uh, I I would give this to anybody. Yes. It it goes to anybody. It's it's not a comic book fan based thing. It's Mm. you like story, you like action, pick up a book. Um. I, I like it because you don't have to think much and it's not to say I don't like things that don't challenge me but it's it's sometimes nice to be able to pick something up and just flow into it to to, to ride the wave or, mm. or whatever and I have a, a soft spot for when those things are so I'm saying a solid 4.25 oh damn solid oh, nice. no, that's a great score yeah and yeah. I don't know even why I picked Jupiter ascending Eight but I should have said I should have said wanted wasn't done justice. Yeah. The, oh, t- oh, <laughs> that's, that, that's another. Yeah. Deco- no, that's no, another. Toby, Toby, you know how I get when we talk about wanted, so I won't go there. <laughs> I like yeah. the movie before I found out about the the, the comic, comic book. book. Oh, oh boy, yeah. I'm sorry. Did you say you liked the movie before I found out? But about you know it was what? A comic book. If oh, you okay. never read the comic book, the movie probably seems fun because it's action. It's crazy. You know, there's a lot of yeah, running around, secret true. societies. It's like, oh, okay. Yeah. But if you've read the comic book, you're like, what the? In any case. Why didn't you just call this something else? Yeah, yeah, exactly. uh, yeah. yeah. Uh, so for <laughs> me, I'm I, I'm going to tie it up. I'm going to say that I'm going to do the four. I'm going to do nice. four on five. I think nice. that Mark Millar writes excellent stories. He, We've seen it. We've done Chrononauts. He's, mm-hmm. he, 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 he knows how to write characters. He well, does he a re- kick ass, right? So as well. Yeah, he so. does a really good yeah. job at writing characters. And like so you good. said, and to- and Dave, I think you you explain it best. 
the foreshadowing is done right there, but he smokes it. There's a lot of smoke. So you can't see it clearly that he's essentially told you or given you scenes from the beginning to express that, you know, this character is actually really brave. Or, you know, she's the not just... Yeah, she's not just a queen. Uh, or, you know, when it's chrononauts and it's just like, they're not just scientists. They're, you know, he, he might seem like he's just a douchebag, but he's willing to go the distance to mm-hmm. save somebody. Um, Nemesis, it's not just crazy. There's a lot of layers to it. And all yeah. this stuff is built and written. And I think the other one that I... MPH, Miles Per Hour, the other, I don't know if you guys have read that one. I have not one. read that one yet. But the the way the foreshadowing in that one's done and then pays off at the end, excellent. And Mark Millar always knows how to do that well. So four on five for this one. I think Empress is an amazing story. Uh, If they are going to make it into a movie, I want him to be not even just a consultant. I almost wish the guy could stand there and... Like be the director of photography. I know he's not a director just of photography. Slap, slap the hands when they go too far from yeah, the rail. Yeah, yeah. I want it. him to be there with like just just he has he's not the director, but he has the right to say cut. You're doing this wrong. Yeah, that's yes. not how this scene should be done. I get that you guys are doing it cinematic, and but trust me, do it like this angle and change that, and that will be pure to the comic, and it really will get the message across because Hollywood has a tendency yes. to need to Hollywoodize or you know, big time a story. And this story is all like Toby, even when we were talking about it, you kept saying this movie because it already feels like yeah, a movie. <laughs> it does. And honestly, I think it's be I think he's writing, if I had to guess, he's literally writing like he's writing movies now. Because a lot of his stuff is getting picked up. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean we've seen Kingsman. Yep. Yeah. Uh, Kingsman is another one. Um magic- I think he had a big part in, in Civil War as well, Captain America. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, yeah, he was like a huge consultant on that movie, and we see how that movie turned out. It's pretty good. And his new comic, um, The Magic Order, that that well, once again, we do these yeah, episodes a while back, but he signed that deal with Netflix, and this is the first Netflix, um, Netflix Mark Millar, Millar World title, mm-hmm. The Magic Order. And if you guys read mm-hmm. that first issue, I read it, and I'm actually probably going to write a review. So if you guys are listening to this now, go back and check it out because I've written a review for The Magic Order issue one, and. It's a doozy. It's it's really well done. So oh, here it is. He was a writer on Logan as well. Oh wow! I'm not surprised. Yeah, yeah. yeah. especially with like so kick-ass. Has, has, you're right. He has Empress in pre-production. Yeah. Oh, right. uh, Fingers crossed. Wanted, man. wanted two is announced. Oof, no, don't do it. Uh, another ever. Kingsman project, The Magic Order, <laughs> and Jupiter's Legacy was also announced. Oh really? Well, there you go. As a t- yeah. Oh, that'd be that'd be dope. If you guys have read Jupiter's Legacy, if you haven't, well, that's another title I'd recommend. It's very interesting. Hopefully, by the time these episodes come out, these movies have moved along more. And as we're talking about it, you guys are going to be able to see these in theaters. And hopefully they've done. Yeah. And then then we're going to have to do a special episode where we we don't read the comic book, but we watch the movie of the comic book. Oh, man. I'd be down for us to do episodes like that. That'd be cool. That'd be cool. Because the one thing I just wanted to add on uh, with what you're saying, like how they shouldn't change anything. I I feel like uh, this has the the X-Men animated syndrome. Like. You could mm. easily take any one of those episodes and just you take the exact writing, the exact wording, everything's the same. This is you have your script for and this movie, the right? pacing. The yeah. TV show, the X Men TV show, I never had an issue with action per episode. Yeah, yeah. So, <laughs> so that, that's exactly what they that. have to do. They had you just they, they, you have it already written. You don't have to do anything else. Yeah, you just have your script trans- already. Trans- you know what you're supposed <laughs> yeah. to look like. How you're supposed to say it. Just Here. do it. Yeah, just do it. Yeah, just do it. 
Okay, guys. So yeah, four on ten, three point seven five, and four point two five. That gives us uh, what? Twelve on fifteen. Twelve on fifteen. That's a good score for it. So once again, Empress, Mark Millar, uh, art by Stuart Eminen. A lot of uh, variant covers for every issue, which was super cool. Yep. And uh, if you guys want to check it out, I, we highly recommend it. Check out your local comic book shop and uh, go get an issue. Go get go get it as soon as possible because this is one of those ones that we're saying read it before the movie comes out so that you can know what's up. Uh, so that's the end of the show, guys. This has been another wonderful edition of That's Canon, and we're going to do our sign-offs. Uh, Dave, tell the people where they can find out everything about you. <laughs> well, uh, first of all, always visit www.square-idea.com where you can see everything that we're producing. Right now, our two main titles would be The Th Fathom by Mike Wilcox, Trini by myself, and Chris Nicholson. And if you want to just hit up any comments, you could hit up there. You could hit up on our Facebook. Uh, you could get us out on Patreon. And if you want to talk to me, well, it's Merck underscore Witta. That's W-I-T-T-A underscore mouth for Instagram. And uh, that's that's all I got. Toby. Um, I really don't usually ever have much. I do want to say courage is contagious, guys. It inspires today and it inspires the future. That's it. That's nice. That's okay. that's very philosophical. I know, right? Is that what we got to do now? I almost, I almost, I almost wish I'd, go, I'd let you go on last because now I'm going to do the whole promo plug and it's not going to sound as... Uh, so, corporate. We got corporate here. Yeah, sorry, guys. Uh, the corporate's here. Uh, hold on. They're handing me a piece of pipe. Hello, everyone. My name is Corporate Jack and I'm here. No. Um, you really should have done it the whole way through that accent. But yeah, so guys, end of the show. Once again, you can always hit us up on franklinarmstrong.com. The episodes are up there and uh, we are now on. So you guys are listening to this months later. You've seen how many episodes we've done, but you know at this time only two episodes had been posted on the site, so it was great. Uh, also, this, the show got approved by all the sources really quickly, um, which gives me confidence that it is. Uh, you know, people have to review it before they put it up, and it was approved by Stitcher, Google Play, uh, iTunes, TuneIn, and Overcast, all within like two days. So, mm -hmm. I mean, the I, the content speaks for itself, and the fact that you know it's approved, and you know, I guess everything's in order, and people liked it. Well, th there you go. Hmm. So you guys can check us out on all those platforms that I just mentioned. And if you want to check us out, you can also find us on YouTube because we're going to be posting the episodes as we do. Same thing as we do at Geektastic sci We're going to be posting them up on YouTube, which is all under the Franklin Armstrong site. So tinyurl.com slash Franklin Armstrong, D-O-T-C-O-M. And all the episodes will be there. And if you guys want to contact us, you can hit us up on Instagram or Twitter at a strong Franklin on Facebook at Franklin Armstrong D-O-T-C-O-M and on Vero under Franklin Armstrong Collective. That's the whole show, guys. Thank you so much for tuning in. We'll be back soon. Come back soon now. time. <laughs> Peace, y'all. Peace out. <laughs> <Soon time. laughs>